The following episode of the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio, includes advertising provided by our network, GCN. If you'd like to subscribe to an ad-free version of the program, plus the exclusive After the Paracast podcast, please visit www.theparacast.plus. That's P-L-U-S. Once again, that's www.theparacast.plus. The gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Again this week, we're not talking about UFOs. And there's a guy on Facebook, whenever we do talk substantially about UFOs, he says, oh no, another UFO episode. When I point to episodes that we didn't talk about UFOs on, I guess he listens. And I was thinking here... When we talk about the current interest in UFOs, and our guest Lee Vanderbo will possibly have some comments about this, it came from Ray Palmer in April 1965, and he had a magazine called Flying Saucers, which covered that subject and developments in space. The one thing about the magazine that was kind of different than a lot of others, he did not copyright the magazine, and everybody was free to copy or reprint his material, which we're actually going to do in a near-term newsletter at the Paracast forums, where he makes an interesting point here where he talks about the common statement from the Air Force in those days and now the Pentagon about UFOs, and that is, this is what he says, there is no evidence that Earth is being visited by extraterrestrial beings and there is no evidence of a threat to the security of the United States. And all these years, the government representatives have basically said the same thing, even though there's a lot of interest right now in the Pentagon's AARO program, they come up with the same thing. And I assume by evidence they must mean, well, therefore it's got to be E.T. landing in front of the White House lawn or recovering a spaceship. Of course, we have the Roswell things going on. Lee, welcome to the Paracast, and I'm proud to tell you that you are the second person we've had on the show with Emmys. Our first person is Tim Swartz, and maybe others, I just don't know who they are. But what did you win Emmys for? First off, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. But as for my Emmys, I spent 10 years at a uh, at a local TV news station as a promotions guy. I, I didn't do the actual news. I just I made the spots that... Uh, try to convince people to tune in to watch the news. Both my Emmys were for a segment that I sort of helped co-create. It was called Idahaunts, and it came about every Halloween. It was, uh, as you can imagine, ghost stories, haunted places around the, the, the state of Idaho, etc. We'd we'd send news crews, and I'd, I'd often be part of those as well. We'd produce some nicer-than-average TV segments and air them during, during the week of Halloween. We called the whole thing Idahaunts, kind of a mashup of Idaho and and haunts and and then the promos the commercials i made to get people to tune into that those are what i won uh, two emmys for 
Congratulations. Tim, tell our listeners again. You're very welcome. Tim, tell our listeners what you won an Emmy for. I have several, actually. The first one that I won is when I was working at a television station in Dayton, Ohio. It was an Emmy for um, outstanding uh, editing for a news segment. This would have been in the early 1980s. Editing then was strictly analog. <laughs> no digital at all. That that was my first one. And then, you know, kind of like Lee, I won several more when I worked at the uh, PBS station in uh, Indianapolis. And one of them was for a show that we did called Across Indiana. And it was a show that featured just, you know, interesting and, and weird stuff from uh, all across the state. And we had done a uh, a Halloween program. And I did the very first segment of that, just talking about uh, various uh, ghost stories from Indiana's uh, history. And uh, it was actually judged in Toledo, Ohio. And I had a friend who worked at that station where it was judged. And even though he wasn't the judge, he told me afterwards that my story at the very beginning is what got the votes to win it. So I uh, always, always, uh, uh, especially proud of that particular Emmy. <laughs> that's incredible. That's a, that's a great story. <laughs> yeah, Cross Indiana uh, won the station a number of Emmys, and uh, I was the uh, chief videographer and a producer on a number of the segments. So I ended up with uh, with a handful of Emmys. <laughs> that's great. From what it sounds like, is is your mystery segment was a lot like the one we had here. That's kind of neat. We're kind of like brothers in arms, TV station. That's right. TV station producers uh, turned podcasters. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. When you say brothers in arms, I think of rock and roll, an album from Dire Straits, which was just a terrific, wonderful album. Anyway, let's get on with it, Lee, and <laughs> talk more about the work you did so we get an understanding of the kind of things you brought out. You produced a show called Ida Haunts, which I assume is haunted houses in Idaho. Yeah. So, uh, and, and this goes. This is this is a handful of years ago. But yeah, that particular those segments were, um, yeah, haunted houses. We went to some haunted, or, or you know, supposedly haunted places that had uh, had stories and and lore of of supernatural stuff happening there. Houses were some of them, but things like old hospitals. There's an old abandoned school kind of out in the middle of nowhere in Idaho, which I know if you're not from Idaho, the whole state feels like it's in the middle of nowhere. But there are even more middle middles of nowhere, and that's one of them. And that, that school got turned into a, uh, a some kind of a medical I, – I forget. what's What was the – tuberculosis. There we go. They used it as a tuberculosis place during that whole thing that happened decades and decades ago. So those, those are the places we'd go to and – uh, sometimes we'd be joined by some of those ghost hunter type uh, type outfits. You know, there's a handful of paranormal uh, investigator groups in every state, and we've got a couple here in Idaho, and and they're a lot of fun. And they were able to get us into places that even we, as the news, couldn't get into just because they had such good relationships with uh, with owners and 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 neighbors and stuff. Uh, I would say one of my uh, one of the places we went is a place that I actually had an experience in, believe it or not. And that was just a 
a, a theater, a community theater, right to, right smack, right about two blocks away from the Capitol in Boise, Idaho. Um, so that that one was probably the one where it's like, hey, I remember being here. I wonder if I wonder if so and so is going to show up this time. Uh, and and as for my level of involvement, I I didn't. The actual news stories, uh, we had a, we had a news producer, you know, edit those and, and put them there. I'd, I'd be there for filming and for for a day of production, and then I I built all the promotions to uh, to get people to tune into it once they were once they were all put together. I feel like I'm rambling. Did I take us off the the, the train? If I have, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we can get well, back on the I'm, railroad I'm here. Hear about okay. your... Say it again. I, I interrupted you. Yeah, I want to hear about your uh, your experience. I want some details. Oh sure. Uh, this was uh, this is a place called uh, uh, it's Boise Boise Little Theater is the name of the community theater, and it's about two blocks away from the Capitol in Boise, Idaho. And I'll give you what happened to me, then I'll give you the little story background that I found out later. Um, and I guess you can make whatever uh, deductions you would like. Is as I was actually an actor back in the day, and we were doing a community uh, play. And we had a, a big set. It was a big, big, big set that even had a, a big rolling section that we would roll in for particular scenes. We'd close the curtains. We'd roll this whole new backdrop in, open the curtains back up, and that's how we would be in a whole different location. Well, the the way that the theater was set up is, and I'm using my hands as if people can see, and that's that's crazy. Uh, but all four all four corners uh, had had uh, swivable wheels because you couldn't make the corner around the stage unless, you know, you had to drive it like a fire truck. You know, someone had to steer it from the front. Someone had to steer it from the back. And my job during the set change really fast was to push from the back and then uh, and be the hook and ladder driver of the fire truck, so to speak, and, and swivel it around the corner and then push it into its final spot, and then get back into my spot for the, you know, for the curtain to come up. Let's break it here, Lee, and then we'll have sure. more. With that experience, with Lee, Gene, and Tim, you're in the Paracast. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about 
Paracast Plus. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. ShopSuperTea.com. If you love them enough to turn off your music and pretend like their music is your music. Ah, this is Mommy's Jam. Then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're in the right car seat. Let's play it again. Check today at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Act Council. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Lee Vanderbilt, winner of Emmys, talking to us about an experience. And we're talking here about switching sets. Yes, presentation. yes, on the theaters. And what um, happened? Oh, sure. My job was to push from the back. In this particular show, uh, things, as, as anyone who's done community the- or any kind of live performance knows, that nothing ever goes according to plan. Uh, we were having one of those struggle kind of days. And anyway, we the, the curtains closed, time to change the setup. 
And I looked down and I saw something that shouldn't be there. So I reached, I, I went to go address that first. And then all of a sudden, and you know, the, the whole backdrop is being pushed away. And um, obviously people had to push it because it was too heavy for one person to pull from the front, which means someone had to pull it, someone had to push it. And then it made the corner. I didn't think anything about it. I thought, well, someone hopped in. That's, that's what you do. You know, you, you see something's not being done. You jump in and didn't think anything about it at all until the end of the show when the guy who was up in the front said, hey, did you push that backdrop? And I said, no, no, I, I got sidetracked working on something else. And by the time I looked up, someone else was taking care of it. And he goes, that's the funny thing. I saw you working on that. And I've asked everybody else, and no one pushed this thing. And I said, well, that's interesting, because I swear I saw some. You know, you, you don't think about it, but you see someone pushing. And he said, oh, all of us can say that we saw someone, and it couldn't have happened on its own, even if the guy at the front had superhuman strength. The, the, the fact of the matter is it couldn't, it, it couldn't make that corner. So we kind of chalked it up, you know, just sort of, you know, in the whole theater world, there's there's always something that's haunted. So we just sort of assumed that was a ghost. And I moved on only to find out that this particular theater is the second location. The first location burned down uh, 100 years ago or so and people died. It, it wasn't a, uh, you know, a burned down in the middle of the night. And and how sad it was. People lost their lives. But when they built the new location, again, this is, I don't know, 80, 100 years ago or so, they actually brought some of the big beams from, you know, building materials. They brought them over to the new place to sort of, I guess, in remembrance or or or, or whatever. But that was sort of the paying homage, I guess, to the first location. So so much of the actual structural place of, of this new building, if you call an 80-year-old building new, was leftover from a building that burned down with sadly uh, uh, people inside of it that lost their lives and come to find out my story isn't the only one apparently a kid fell through a stage door uh, the the trap doors at the bottom something came loose and he was on stage and he fell and it's a 20 foot drop down to the bottom where all the furnace and equipment and you know i mean industrial stuff is at so of course this happens. The whole this I'm, I wasn't there. I'm, this is a secondhand story, but I've heard it from multiple people. The the people go running down. You know the whole audience gasps. You know they stop everything. People go racing down and they open the door that was locked. You know big industrial equipment and stuff. And they said and the kid was just standing there and he was he was perfectly okay. And they said, "Are you okay?" He goes, "Oh yeah, the nice man caught me." Hmm. So I don't know if it was the same nice man who helped uh, helped us. On, on a really crazy night getting our, our set exchanged. But the general consensus is, is apparently this isn't a scary person. This is someone who wants the show to go on. So I, 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 whether it was real, whether it was imagined, whether it was otherworldly or, or easy to explain to someone who knows more about stuff than me, I'm certainly very thankful for, for the help on the day and also for, for saving the life of a young kiddo. You know, you don't think about those things till you hear the stories behind them and you go, oh, my gosh, what if what if that was what it was? What do you think it was? Well, that's a good question, because I'm perpetually what I use the word when I uh, when I was emailing you. And I, I wish I remembered the phrase uh, something along the lines of paranormally agnostic <laughs> in the sense that I don't not believe it. But at the same time, I'm not sure if we'll ever truly be able to know. 
if some of these things exist. You know, not uh, I'm not um, atheistic in the sense that oh no, it can, it can never happen. I'm just one of those people that would love to see. And I, I'm as I'm saying this, I realize how uh, how hypocritical it sounds to say I want to see something with my own eyes when I literally saw something with my own eyes. So. Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll chalk I'll chalk that one up to the uh, to the uh, to the probably column of 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 something otherworldly helping us out a little bit. I'm not sure if that answers your question. It'll work. It'll work. I understand about being <laughs> agnostic about a lot of these things because the problem we run into is where people are already ready to provide an answer. Ghosts or spirits of the dead. Bigfoot, well, I don't know, a missing link, or interdimensional visitors. UFOs, UAPs, flying saucers, gotta be ET. It's gotta be. Gotta be. It could be other things. It could be interdimensional, which is kind of a spin-off of ET because they or it comes from someplace else. They could be time travelers. They could be your collective unconscious, or it's all our imaginations. But what kind of wild imaginations must we have other than that experience you're telling us lee anything else i mean there, there's been a there's been a whole handful of things you know i've i've uh you know speaking of 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 tim and editing on uh on analog stuff when i was in college i took a video production class and we had to uh, it was kind of a hybrid it was digital film so it was a software called the video toaster so it was as close mm-hmm. to film as you can get before you know, slicing with razor blades. It was, it was anyway, that, that's besides the point. I was, I, it was three o'clock in the morning. I was working on a project that of course was due at eight o'clock the next morning. And there I am doing it at the last minute. I'm in this, uh, a building is the communication department, which is where, uh, where this, uh, particular class would take place. And they had editing booths up and down the halls and I had the door open because no one else was there. And, um, and someone, I, I, you know, someone comes up to me, and you know, you can just tell someone's right there. And it wasn't scary. I just thought maybe because it wasn't uncommon for other people to come and go late at night. That's just us in this film, film, video world. We're, we're kind of night owls. So I thought, well, someone must have come in, and they're coming in to say hi, and they're waiting for me to finish what I'm working on before they say hi. And I turned around to ask if I need to close the door. And of course, no one's there. And I hear so then I hear someone walking around upstairs. Okay, it's an old building. I'll go. I'll go see. Maybe maybe I missed them and they're upstairs. I'll go say hi. Whole place. Whole place was completely just. I, I followed footsteps all the way to the end of end of the hallway, and then there was nothing in the hallway. And you know you're actually actively chasing them as as they go. And had I have thought at the time that that was anything ghostly i probably wouldn't have done it i'm i'm not afraid to admit that i would probably be you know needing a, a change of underwear but i legitimately felt like it was a real person so that's why i was in a sane mind i guess so to speak of of, of being able to just look for something and uh, and i also lived in a house in in boise for a year that we had some crazy crazy paranormal things happen although never to me only to women we will find out Oh, what okay. happened to these women in our next segment with Lee, Jean, Tim, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. 
Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com USA News Update. To Israel this hour, were families of the hostages still being held by Hamas terrorists in excruciating pain, worrying about the fate of their loved ones as we approach the 100-day mark on Sunday that they were kidnapped. Very little news in the American media about them. In other news, the Biden administration finally taking out targets in Yemen, including a Houthi radar site this after the group has attacked ships in the Red Sea more than 100 times in recent months. The Department of Defense says to expect retaliation for the action. To Iowa now, where it's been snowing and freezing cold, presidential hopefuls making their last-minute pitch to voters ahead of the caucuses Monday night. Former President Trump canceling some weekend rallies. He releases a video message. It's going to be a little bit of a trek. Nobody knows how exactly we're going to get there, but we're going to figure it out. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. What kind of help does the IRS have for identity theft victims? If you suspect you're a victim of tax-related identity theft, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn how to prevent potential refund fraud and protect your tax account. At the IRS, combating tax-related identity theft is a top priority, and we are committed to prevention, detection, and assisting victims. And we're working with law enforcement to catch the criminals. For more info, go to irs.gov slash identity theft to learn what the IRS is doing to help protect you. Seven million children suffer from asthma more than any other chronic disease. Most asthma attacks are caused by allergic reactions to allergens, including those left behind by cockroaches and mice. In fact, 82% of U.S. households contain mouse allergens, and cockroaches are found in up to 98% of urban homes. How can you protect your family? Find out at PestWorld.org. A message from the National Pest Management Association and the American College of Allergy, Asthma, and Immunology. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 
1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Hi, it's Grant Cameron from PresidentialUFO.com. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I should let our listeners know that I think amongst shows of this type, we tend to have our guests work in a pretty quiet background, except for occasional dogs or, or fans or something, because we use an app with a feature called Denoise, where it samples the background noise for three seconds and then adjusts it by its own algorithms. And the thing is here, I think a couple of times when I started talking, my voice was gone because it decided I was background noise. (laughs) All right. Tim agrees, by the way. It's an intelligent app. Extremely. (laughs) Uh, By the way, the app is called Audio Hijack, by the way, by a company called Rogue Amoeba. And it's available strictly on the Mac OS platform. Let's continue with Lee Vanderbilt. Talking about an experience here that you said only impacted women, pray tell. Yeah, this takes us back to the early 2000s, give or take. I I was in grad school living in a house with two other guys, single dudes, and... And we had lots of friends come and go, and we all had lady friends at the time, girlfriends. And, uh, and this is before any of them even got to know each other. Um, I, My particular girlfriend would, I mean, I'm consolidating lots and lots of story here, but what, what she would start seeing is somebody outside the window in a stained red shirt and what she described as a melted face. And she would tell me about him sometimes in almost like a trance-like fashion and just saying, don't let him in. He wants to come in. Don't let him in. I sort of chalked that up to bad dreams. She would hear what she described as cannons going off, you know, uh, down the street. And again, I sort of chalked this off to bad dreams. She had pretty vivid dreams. And then about a month or two later, one of my roommates' gals, uh, girlfriends, well, he only had one girlfriend. One of my roommates' his girlfriend. There we go. I wake up and I go out. It's about 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm on college time. And, and I see her and she's just sitting there and she is white as a ghost. I ask her what happened. And, and in her own way, she described the exact same thing, except she described the sounds as bombs. And she, but she said the same thing. She saw a guy with, she described it differently, but, you know, a stained red shirt and a pretty chewed up face outside and she goes and the worst part is he was looking in your window and at this point now now it's no longer just my girlfriend having terrible nightmares now someone and this is and these two gals don't even know each other the same descriptions happened over and over and over again and i'd even have friends over you know just just true friends who were girls and some of them refused to ever come back. One of them just screamed in the middle of a movie, a comedy movie, Super Troopers, uh, not exactly a jump scare kind of show, and ran out the door and refused to ever. I, I didn't even talk to her for two weeks until she explained what happened. And we had many, many scenarios. So we had we had the the guy with the red state red shirt. We the three guys. We never saw. We never saw him. We never heard anything. But it was always the same thing from the ladies. Don't let him in. He wants to come in. And, of course, we're going, how do you not let a ghost in? What are the rules? Do you 
if you turn in a half circle to your left and burp your name, does that does that ghost code for come on in? We we didn't know. So we sort of played it off as just I think it was our way of, of not being scared was just to just, you know, make fun of it. We never taunted it, though. We were very, uh, very specific not to ever do that. Years later, I just happened to be on a website, uh, the Idaho Statesman, which is one of the newspapers here in the Boise area. And for whatever reason, I, I don't know, I, I very rarely, I was a newspaper reporter at the rival newspaper, you know, several years before this. So why I went to this one, I have no idea. But I just went to the Idaho Statesman's website and front page story was about a gal who had come, if I, I, I maybe get some of the details wrong, but the general gist of it is she came forward saying that her mother, 20, 30 years ago, had killed their father because he was abusive and a jerk, apparently. And the, and the kids helped. And she was one of the kids, and she can't live with it anymore. She's coming forward. And they go and they, 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 find, the, they find the mother. And she says, yeah, you know what? That's been a while ago. I admit to it. I don't regret any of it, et cetera, et cetera. And then they described what happened. Actually, I'll describe where it happened. It happened two or three houses down from where we were in the direction of the cannons and the and the bombs and all of those sounds. And what it was, was they drugged this gentleman's ice cream. Maybe gentleman is, is a stretch considering his reputation, but they, they drug his ice cream and then shot him in the face with a shotgun. So I'm thinking, well, there's your there's your cannons, there's your bombs, there's the chewed up face, there's the stained red shirt. You know, I, I I'm not a I'm not a gun expert, but I would I'm pretty sure that a a shotgun at close range to the face would kind of give a melted face kind of a look at, at, at to say the very least. That's my that's my most extreme one, and and other than a few creepy times in the house, I never once saw this guy. I never once. Uh, you know, I never felt him. I never, you know, stayed up at night staring out at the at the window. No one ever caught me in a trance. But it, it happened to the gals and only the gals. And I did have one gal uh, say, well, that's because you're boys. The reason you're not seeing it is because you're not as sensitive. And I don't know if there's anything to that. Maybe, uh, maybe some folks out there can weigh in as to whether or not, you know, genetically women are more attuned to those kind of things or not. But, um, but yeah, us, us three never once never saw a single thing. They put you down. You're not sensitive enough. You're not psychic enough. I guess so. Yeah. I, uh, is it bad to say that, uh, part of it may be because you didn't want to see something in the time, you know I mean? It was, it was pretty scary. And now, you know, 20 years removed from all this, I think to myself, Oh man, if if only I if only I could have seen something because the the vividness to which people would describe this particular guy and it was always the exact same. Um, you almost want to see something like that for yourself. But I wonder why that house and not the house that he was killed in. You said the the house you were staying in was a few houses down from where yes. the murder actually happens. Good catch. I left out a bit of a detail uh, when when and I didn't mean to when they when they talked to her, she said, yep, I did this. But I'm not going to tell you what I did with them. <laughs> and they went to the house and they did their grids. They they put the by the way, the people who lived in that particular house were renters. Can you imagine trying to live out the rest of your lease after that? They put them in a hotel. They 
tore the floorboards up. They dug out the backyards with uh, with backhoes and, and everything else and never found a single thing. And part of me wonders, we we had a, uh, you know, this is a part of town that was older, so there were coal chutes, and they were all blocked up in every single house. And uh, we had a, a, a door that would open up into the crawl space basement. We never went down there because it stunk so bad that we had duct tape around all of the seams. And even on certain days, some of that smell would still waft up. So we had to have everything all duct taped up and sealed up tight and then never went into the room that accessed to that uh, to the downstairs. So there's a part of me that wonders. Well, I, I'm not even going to say what, 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 what I wonder, but um, <laughs> I, I'm just I'm throwing that out there. Well, considering that everybody or, you know, the the women were seeing the ghost outside that building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and he wanted I, in awful bad, but never inside. Yeah, yeah. No one saw him inside the house. You're, you're spot on. It was always outside. Outside wanting in. Yes. <laughs> and no one described him, you know, I mean. Horror movies were obviously still a thing back then. It's not like they're a new invention. So so the first thing that kind of comes to your mind is, wait a minute, is this like one of those, the way they're describing this particular person physically, is this is this a, a, a used-to-be person or is this a never-was-a-person? And they all said, oh, no, he's a person. He's just in real bad shape. Well, we'll have find out what kind of shape that is, more about it, about this person. With Lee, Gene, and Tim, you're in The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you love mysteries, you'll love these two books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll learn about the strange beings that can look like us, but are not. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll see the hard evidence of UFOs that has been ignored or even hidden. These books will definitely blow your mind, and both are now available on Amazon.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. 
What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. And there's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Hi, this is Nick Pope. You're listening to the Paracast. What I was thinking about this person, Lee, is that would this be someone that cannot enter your home unless invited? That's the impression I got. But again, I'm not an expert on ghosts. I can't see them. I can't talk with them. I know some people either can or at least claim that they can, but uh, I am I'm not. So I, the impression I got was that very much wanted to come inside, but needed to be invited or 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 something along those lines wasn't able to come in on his own accord how about that well you know the answer there don't let him in <laughs> yeah that movie came out about uh there was a movie about was it called let, let me in or something well there was oh, also but- a song from paul mccartney somebody oh. knocking at my door <laughs> yeah yeah that maybe who knows maybe it was a beatles flashback <laughs> Maybe we saw Paul. Wasn't Paul supposed to be dead? <laughs> we had an episode that covered that. <laughs> yeah, not too long ago, in fact. Hard to believe that after all this time, we're still talking about that particular urban legend. 
Yeah, and he's uh, outlived half of the band. So now I have heard I have heard the uh, the conspiracy theories that he was replaced. Have you have you guys heard that one where he truly is dead and it's a replacement uh, musician that we've got instead of instead of the original? Well, is sure a talented replacement musician. <laughs> kind of a Bubba Hotep situation with Paul McCartney. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with that one, Gene? Absolutely not. Oh, that's a great one with uh, Bruce Campbell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Where he's, uh, he, uh, Bruce Campbell is actually playing uh, Elvis Presley who um, he had gotten somebody to replace him so he could retire and enjoy life, but now he's broke and living in a uh, decrepit nursing home along with um, John Kennedy, who uh, uh, had uh, actually um, undergone surgery to make him look like a... uh, I can't remember now. Who was the actor who who played him? Was it Ozzy Davis? Yes, yes, Ozzy Davis. So yeah, the two the, and and fighting a uh, uh, a soul stealing mummy. <laughs> yeah, that's a the triple soul, threat of awesomeness. A soul stealing mummy. Yes. Yep. Yep. It's a great movie. <laughs> well, it was not Imhotep. <laughs> it sounds almost like the TV show Stargate SG One, where these parasites called golds can possess a host, a human, and take over. So was Stargate, I know we're kind of going off a little bit, but was Stargate SG-1, that was the TV show. Was it? I saw the movie. Was it based on the movie? Because it had the similar setup with, uh, with ancient Egyptians and, and things of the sorts. Well, the movie was produced and directed by Dean Devlin and Roman Emmerich, who brought us Independence Day a couple of years later. And they finished the movie up. Then they decided at MGM to make a TV show with different producers. Okay. So the actors from the movie, with I think maybe one exception, were replaced by people more known on TV, like Richard Dean Anderson, who was MacGyver. Mm-hmm. So he took he replaced, Kurt Russell's he, spot, correct? He took Kurt Russell's spot. Michael Shanks, who looked a little like James Spader back then, took the role of Daniel Jackson. Most of the other roles were recast. And the show took the basic Stargate concept and started out as a sequel to the movie. And then went on for 10 years. 10 years. And then spawned two spinoffs, Stargate Atlantis, Stargate Universe. And there's been talk over and over and over again for some kind of renewal of it, a reboot or a continuation. And what makes it interesting here is that MGM was bought out by Amazon. So Amazon owns MGM and therefore is a part owner of James Bond franchise. But they haven't done anything with Stargate, whereas the people involved, they've all gone on to do other things pretty much like the one who played Samantha Carter, the blonde woman, Amanda Tapping, is now someone who directs 
very much. She became a director and a producer. So, you know, Stargate forever. There's still a lot to like in those shows. Some of them are cheesy, but I had a lot of fun with them. I still watch it occasionally. I'm uh, not going to lie. When you, when you mentioned the James Bond thing in the context of Stargate, I, I thought the road you were heading on was going to be a mashup of James Bond goes to the Stargates. <laughs> now, there's there's a premise that I've never heard. That would that would be something. Get Daniel well, Craig one last one last shot into the farthest reaches of the of the universe. Well, I think what's going to happen is James Bond could go Superman because Henry Cavill is one of the actors still being considered for the next James Bond. I did not know that. That's uh, well, he he could do it. He's a talented dude and he's got the right look. That's for sure. He's got an almost perfect look. If you see him in the movie Man from Uncle, based on the American TV series. Yes, one of my favorite movies that came out that year. Where he played the Robert Vaughn part, Napoleon Solo. He looks like a James Bond type character. And he also played Mm -hmm. in one of the Mission Impossible movies with Tom Cruise. With a mustache. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this. Let's get on with (laughs) the world of the paranormal. Yes because that would be more into what we're keeping. In a related subject, I caught something here that we got a link for. The 10 most Googled monsters in the U.S., Lee. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, how do you do this? Do you look up monsters? Do you look up cryptids? How do you come up with these 10? Sure. So as for the methodology, um, I can't really speak to how they did the numbers in terms of Google searches, but I can tell you how I started it and how I handed it off and then and then what I got back from it. How about that? So what I did is I I I got on Google because that's where we all go. And I I I looked up all the different cryptids and and uh, and things of those sorts in each of the 50 states. And I, I made this big list. You know, and, and sometimes Bigfoot would show up more than once, as you could imagine, or Sasquatch or how, you know, sometimes even other names. But um, I, I tried to associate them with uh, the states as best as I could, because I kind of wanted to be a combination of of the paranormal, but also sort of a state by state bragging rights kind of a thing, because I know that's uh, that's a popular thing for some people. And I and I, I took this huge list. And I send it uh, send it over to uh, to some web guys who who do the, the the keyword research and stuff or whatever it takes to determine the numbers. And what what we got back was the top ten of those based on Google searching. I, I know that sounds ambiguous. I just don't know how the how 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 they did it. But I know that they did it, and they had their methodology, and they showed it to me, and I tried to make it seem like I understood what they were saying. They had numbers, and they had graphs, and they had charts, and they had everything else. But methodology-wise, that's what we started off with, the list of hundreds, and uh, we ended up with a list of, what was it, top 10? Uh, top yeah, the 10. ten? Yeah, the top 10 most Google searches for the cryptids here in the, uh, in the United States. And not even con- uh, the continental U.S., I believe Alaska and, well, Hawaii for sure, because I think they even made the list as an honorable mention. But yeah, we, we, took, uh, we took cryptids from, from all over up, down, left, right, wherever it was, we, we took them, put them on the list, and those are the 10 that made it to the top. 
This is interesting. I'd like to talk about some of these. Maybe we can see what they are. I didn't sure. recognize some of these. Okay. So number 10, skunk ape from Florida. What, pray tell, is a skunk ape? Well, from what I can tell, and I don't live in Florida. I've visited. It's uh, it's very flat and it's very humid. Um, the skunk ape seems a lot like your, I don't want to say run-of-the-mill Bigfoot, you know, as if that's a run-of-the-mill thing, but uh, it seems like a, a Bigfoot-like creature who just has a terrible, terrible odor. And... Uh, the commonality of people who have those experiences with this guy or gal or whatever, um, the smell precedes the sighting. Apparently, it's such an overpowering stench that uh, that's almost more of a of a visceral clue that you're around it than even seeing it or hearing it. So, if I had to sum it up in three words, it's Bigfoot that smells. <laughs> okay, we'll hear about other big feet. Maybe that's it. He's got big feet, and therefore they smell. Anyway, Lee, Gene, Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Welcome back to the Paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. 
smelly big feet. They need to wash their feet, these skunk apes, don't they? I'm not going to go into all of them, but there are a few that we've talked about on the show I want to hit. The Jersey Devil. Sure. Yeah, the Jersey Devil was uh, my only time hearing about the Jersey Devil before before we did this particular project was uh, an X-Files episode where they mentioned it. So when this came up, I went, wait, is that the same thing from the X-Files? So I had to go back and watch the episode with the Jersey Devil because it was on Netflix. And then that led to me streaming the entire series from episode one to episode no David Duchovny. And uh, yeah, the, the Jersey Devil is a... I don't know. There's there's different ways to describe what the Jersey Devil looks like, but the but the but the storyline behind it's usually pretty consistent about about a mother who gave birth to the spawn of hell, and that was because it was going to be the thirteenth child, which is an unlucky number. And yeah, twelve is fine, but apparently thirteen is 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 no good. So either she cursed it before it was born, or because it was going to be the thirteenth, it came precursed, and as soon as it was born. It, depending on the stories, either ran off or flew off and uh, has lived in the New Jersey pills and surrounding countryside ever since, terrorizing the residents and occasionally eating chickens. Well, rotisserie chickens, tandoori chicken, what kind of chickens? They never really went into details, but uh, I have to admit, if I was if I was working at the local KFC and a winged hell spawn showed up, I'd probably try to book him for some sort of an endorsement. Okay. I would say probably. I would say probably chicken tartar. I mean, could you imagine having the Jersey Devil as your spokesman? I mean, <laughs> I mean it's it's so good that chicken's so good that even uh, it, the Jersey Devil comes here every day. <laughs> Somebody's going to copyright that and think about it, you know, like for Boston Market, like. Boston Market yeah. has been undergoing serious problems, and a lot of their franchises have closed. And they're, I just got a press release from them, which came out of the blue. They're talking now about adding Indian items to the Indian menu. Indian like, Boston Market? Yeah, like chicken tikka and chicken biryani. And the reason is the current CEO of Boston Market is of Indian descent. Okay. Well, they also have a rotisserie chicken with Thai curry sauce, so why not Indian? Yeah, I guess... I guess it just depends on, uh, yeah, like, sure, I'll go with it. I'm not a, I'm not good at business, so if that's the solution, then then thumbs up for that, I suppose. But would the Jersey Devil eat it? Uh, I would guess the Jersey Devil isn't too discerning, but that's just an assumption on my part. We got to watch those Jersey Devils. Now, one of our favorite monsters made number six. Okay, this is where the number of searches per year gets really high. When we were talking about the skunk ape, 325,000 searches per year, okay? But Mothman, 1.6 million. What do you think about Mothman? Oh, I, I, think, I think Mothman is a... Uh, I think Mothman is a fascinating story. Uh, and not just because the movie freaked me out when I was a kid and watched it. And I know people will probably groan because I know it's been not well received. But that was one of the true, one of the few horror movies or thriller movies that I watched and um, wanted to keep the lights on afterwards. For some reason, that one really got under my skin. So when, so when that one, so when the Mothman showed up in the searches, 
or for this particular story, I, I, I got honestly pretty excited about it because I thought, hey, you know, Jersey Devil, I had to learn about it. Uh, Skunk Ape had to learn about it. Many of the other ones on the list had to learn about him, but... But Mothman, yeah, that one that one took me back to being uh, about 18 years old and 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 scared to drive over a bridge. I've got well, my own theory on the Mothman, by the way. I don't know if you're interested in it. I am. Go ahead. I, uh, I have you guys ever seen uh, images of what's called a harpy eagle? Yes, you, I know what you're talking about. They're huge and they're massive and and uh, and apparently they can be nocturnal. Now, not native to eastern United States at all, but you know, having having worked with the company called uh, called Sequest, where they you know they rescue animals that have been um, traded around illegally or what have you, they you know it, it, it sort of opened my eyes to the fact that just because something doesn't live there natively doesn't mean someone might not have brought one in. And either it got out or they got tired of caring for a bird that is six feet tall, practically, you know, and probably eats 30 pounds of meat every single day, you know, how, and you just let it go. And when, when I saw a picture of, of, of a harpy eagle on a guy or right next to a guy on, on Google search, I went, ah, I bet that's the Mothman. I've got no, no science to base that on, total gut instinct, but I would be willing to bet that if if it truly is a six foot tall flying winged creature, that uh, I, I give it a ninety percent chance that it was uh, it was an illegal traded eagle that uh, that just got turned loose either accidentally or on purpose. As for predicting the bridge going down, I got no suggestions on that. Maybe just bad timing, or maybe just uh, someone thought, "Hey, this will make a great movie in thirty years." Well, of course, what happened here is the author of the original Mothman Prophecies, John Keel, wrote a factual book about the sightings of the Mothman. And then he adapted for Hollywood and made a fictional movie out of it. And the Lee character, name of Klein, played by Richard Gere, was a composite of several people, including John Keel. That was his largest payday, by the way, of all the books he wrote. If you have ever read the books of John Keel about UFOs and related phenomena... Mothman. Uh, Mothman I didn't is the know, biggest I didn't, one. I didn't know he had a book on the Mothman. I, I recognize the name, so I'll uh, I'll be looking that one up on Amazon when we're done. One of his latter books, by the way. And then there was another book about Mothman I'm sure you never heard of called The Silver Bridge, which is very metaphoric but not a straight factual account. That was done by a guy named Gray Barker, whom you've probably never heard Except he was um, one of the originators of the Men in Black legend. Oh, okay, okay. But the problem is that he wrote the book about it called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers Back in the 50s. But when the Men in Black movies came out, it was based on a graphic comic book from the 80s, which, of course, has grossed billions of dollars, those movies, four of them. But poor Gray Barker and also John Keel, who wrote about Men in Black, they didn't profit at all. Oh, no way. The big oh, one where someone's getting ripped off by Hollywood, which of course is Hollywood's middle name, ripoff, is <laughs> Close Encounters of the Third Kind. In 1970s dollars, it grossed hundreds of millions of dollars. It was based on a concept made by the late 
Dr. J. Allen Hynek, who was the founder of the Center for UFO Studies, was once the Air Force's UFO investigator, a renowned astronomer. When they were producing the movie Steven Spielberg, Hynek didn't know they were doing it. And he wrote a letter asking if he could be of help. So they said, sure. And they gave him, say, $2,000 for the rights to the concept, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. They gave him three days on the set working as a consultant, $500 a day, and they gave him the cameo in the latter part of the movie. You see Dr. Hynek stroking his beard. He made $3,500. The guy who was an originator of the concept of Close Encounters of the Third Kind in a movie grossing hundreds of millions of dollars. That is a Hollywood ripoff of the first class. Yeah, gosh, that's uh, that's begging for a close encounter of the attorney kind. <laughs> well, I know of some, but I don't want to mention it, except if you look for Variety magazine, a producer of films that we know about covering UFOs, was suing the distribution company because they ain't paying him what they're supposed to pay him. We've got Lee Vanderbow, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz. You are in the very guest. Hey, listeners. I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. 
Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right. We cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. You should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. So we're exploring right now with Lee Vanderbo, writer, editor, filmmaker, and producer... We're exploring a little survey he put together called the 10 Most Googled Monsters in the U.S. And we've covered, you know, Skunk Ape and Jersey Devil and the Mothman. We covered Mothman. And number five with a bullet, 1.9 million searches per year is the Thunderbird. You see, I have to give that a base, (laughs) a base (laughs) aspect Lee, you just can't say Thunderbird. You have to say Thunderbird. Yes, Tell if it doesn't more. sound like a professional wrestler entering the ring when you say it, you're not saying it right. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I spent some time in Phoenix as a kid, uh, 88, roughly through 92, give or take those years, somewhere late 80s, early 90s. And um, so Thunderbird was 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 kind of a bigger deal there than it was in pretty much any other place I've lived, uh, Southwest influence. That's why I thought it was fascinating that when, when it came by a state-by-state state basis, it showed up in, in all sorts of state searches, but one of uh, the biggest one was, um, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was uh, Midwest, uh, North Dakota. Was that where it was? Yes. Mm, possibly, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's what fascinated me. I, I, just, I always assumed that the Thunderbird was a... 
Southwest desert creature uh, or, or, or legend or lore or what have you. So to find out that, that it's uh, actually getting more traction in, in the Dakotas, North Dakota, for example, that, that one blew me away. I did not expect that at all. It's like finding a convertible in Canada. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it should exist. Well, speaking of Arizona, I moved near Phoenix after you left. I was watching out for you as soon as you left. I came here. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Nothing personal. <laughs> okay. Did you see the Thunderbird? Ah, uh, not yet. But I want to tell you something. When they had the Phoenix Lights some years later, mm-hmm. I was busy writing a book on personal computing working late hours listening to Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell on the radio, I totally missed out on the Phoenix Lights. Yeah, that was, that happened after I left. Um, but yeah, what a... what a! I, I would have loved to have seen that myself. They were waiting for you to leave. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, wait, we'll keep a light on. Maybe that's what it was. We're going to keep the lights on for you. That sounds like a commercial for a low-end motel. We'll keep that lights on for you. The reason that you have to keep the lights on is so you see the roaches and the rats. Yeah, they they scurry from it. By the way, if, if they want to sue us, I have no money. I'm not going to give the name. I'm not going to mention it six times. Chupacabra, <laughs> Texas, 2.9 million searches per year. You know, Chupacabra, if they wanted to commercialize this, those creatures could make a lot of money. Tell us about Chupacabra. Yeah, the uh, it's one of the few, if, if I'm not mistaken, that they've actually found debatable physical evidence of. Um, Chupacabra, I believe the translation was like is like goat eater or, or goat sucker, I think. I think it drains, it sucks blood from goats or chickens or some kind of barnyard animal. Uh, that's that's the uh, that's the legend, anyway. When you say goat sucker, I think of Goldfinger. <laughs> Going back to James Bond. Bond, James Bond. Now that would make an interesting James Bond movie. Chupacabra, James Bond in the Stargate. This summer only, Universal Pictures. No, it has to be MGM. <laughs> MGM, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, I, I was just going to say that. There's been a handful, and I think I highlighted it in that in that story. But there's been there's been a handful of people who say that they find corpses of of chupacabras and pretty mangly, mangy looking things. And uh, in most of the situations, they do the genetic testing and find out it's a dog that was probably feral or in rough shape and losing hair and emaciated and probably in various stages of decomposition. But there were at least a couple to where they went, we think it's a dog, but we don't know. And that may be because it was so far gone. I mean, I can't imagine finding a rotten corpse of any creature, supernatural or not, in the Texas heat and humidity probably isn't. There might not be that much left to uh, to take a sample of, unless you're a skunk ape and you like the smell. I remember the line from Ghostbusters, Bill Murray saying, she's a dog. (laughs) Yeah. That's where Sigourney Weaver becomes this creature. When she levitates off the bed? Now, this is later on when they're at the top of the building and she becomes this statue of a dog. 
Yep, and 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 Ray, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the uh, the chupacabra is that it uh, actually started in uh, Puerto Rico, and uh, the ones in Texas that came later um, when people were finding these basically mangy animals. Uh, that uh, somehow they started calling them chupacabras, but uh, they really didn't have any relationship to the Puerto Rico or uh, Central America chupacabras. Though there was one case in Texas, one of the first ones, where this woman actually shot one because it had been getting into her chickens, and uh, it was it was definitely you know like a uh, an animal suffering from mange. But when they did a DNA test on it, it actually was a hybrid of a domestic dog and I think a, a, a Mexican jackal. So, I mean, a very unusual uh, okay. hybrid. Yeah. And that's where I think these these mythological creatures are fascinating. I, I think a lot of times they're maybe even more symbolic or metaphoric than they are, you know, based on an actual reality thing. But other times, when you put two and two together like that, you know, it doesn't diminish the reality that, that something like that could exist. I, in my mind, it reinforces it. You know, we're always talking about, oh, if we could only get, I mean, I say this all the time, right? concrete proof, you know, how come we haven't found a Bigfoot corpse in the woods, et cetera, et cetera. But in this case, there is something. It was certainly unidentifiable by standards of, is it a dog? Is it something else? Well, it, something else, because it's not truly a dog. So it, it gives, I know for some people, finding those kind of things may be a disappointment, or maybe you just don't believe that's even what it is. But for me, that almost gives validity to the stories themselves. And that's why I I, I find something like that more fascinating this, than just a, a story a hundred years ago, here's the thing that happened, and oh my gosh, can you believe it? But but that's that's actual physical evidence of some kind to say, look, something like this may have actually been around. It might not have been what the legends say it was, but it's certainly nothing we had seen before. And that may have uh, that may sort of sum up all the stories. Lee Vanderbow, Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in the Pentecost. <laughs> Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. Walloffire.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. 
USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. The Pentagon's Inspector General being tasked now to look back over how the Defense Department handled Secretary Lloyd Austin's recent hospitalization. Pentagon spokesman Pat Ryder says whether the DOD's policies and procedures are sufficient to ensure timely and appropriate notifications and the effective transition of authorities as may be warranted. President Biden and other top officials did not learn of Austin's hospitalization for prostate cancer until days after the fact. In Congress, many House conservatives are saying not so fast to an earlier announced spending deal. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says there is still much work to do to avert at least a partial government shutdown. I am taking the first procedural step for the Senate to pass a temporary extension of government funding so the government does not shut down. Schumer and new Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson had announced last Sunday that they had arrived at an agreement on spending. This is your... I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker we have great rates for you as well at the term lifeline we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above so if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance call right now for a free quote rates and availability may vary by state sample rate quotes are based on preferred not tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify 800-430-1891 800-430-1891 that's 800-430-1891 Hi, this is Bryce Abel. I'm the producer of Dark Skies, the co-author of AD After Disclosure, and you are listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. I keep thinking here about wanting to imitate some monstrous voice, but then I have my own voice that's monstrous. The next one sounds like some kind of recreational vehicle. Wendigo from Minnesota. 3.6 million searches per year. I understand the Wendigos are setting up a corporation now to benefit from this. <laughs> yeah, they, they might be. I guess if, uh, if, if someone knew enough about intellectual property, they could probably uh, make a mint with just the amount of people searching for some of these things. The Wendigo is is a fascinating one to me. 
whether it's real or not, what, what's fascinating about it is that people can, I, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this in the story or not, because you only have so many words, but there's there's an actual condition, I, I want to call it Wendigo syndrome, or Wendigo something, something, something. What happens is, uh, well, let me back up. The, the Wendigo is a mythological creature. It's emaciated, and if you get lost out there in the frozen wilderness of, of the Great White North, you know, Minnesota, Michigan, etc., it will uh, eat you. And it's been tied to the idea of cannibalism out there and, you know, Donner Pass and stuff, which is in California. I know I'm just saying that, um, you know, people get cold and people get desperate and they're snowed in, stuff happens. So I can see that being almost a cautionary tale if, it, if it's not based on reality at all, at the very least a cautionary tale. But there is this weird... Side note with the Wendigo, that people actually develop only in the area, by the way, only in the, the Minnesota-ish area, Wisconsin, et cetera, where uh, they just start getting hungry to eat people. And they, they've called it, the, I want to say it's called Wendigo syndrome, but it could be, it's something with the word Wendigo in it. And it only happens there. It's just one of those little asterisks to say, okay, is the creature real or is it not? Hard to say. But here is some real documented doctor stuff, medical professionals, people who have been through decades of scientific training, and uh, they've collectively come together and say, hey, people in this area actually suffer from this, uh, this condition. Now, whether or not that leads to the uh, to the animal or not, but uh, or, or or whether it explains, you know, where, where their stories came from or maybe those stories put the idea into people's heads to have the uh, have this condition or syndrome I don't know but it's just fascinating to me that uh, it's that one's tied to more than just hey here's some here's some pictures that we got that are out of focus this very same thing that happens to this monster can happen to people then then my mind goes wandering it's like well maybe there is a real one to go and maybe it is or, or based on a person who got this syndrome and went out and uh did terrible things because they were terribly hungry and now we have uh something to google when you mentioned that i kind of wonder if some bigfoot sightings are of homeless people who haven't washed up they they have long hair and beards and all that kind of thing oh they're seen from a distance that's a bigfoot you know, I played a uh, total side note here. When I was a musician, I played, uh, we, we rolled into Portland and we're loading equipment into through the back of this uh, venue. And the only way I can describe them is, uh, you know, the, the musician uh, film director, Rob Zombie, if you're familiar, uh, Im imagine him, but about at least seven feet tall hmm. and uh, dreadlocks, scary big huge features you name it it was this big huge dude appeared and smelled homeless i mean not to say he was but um you know he came right up to us and um i mean physically intimidating very nice guy though and uh he asked us what we were doing oh well we're loading in we got to play the show tonight and uh and we're kind of getting a little bit nervous because this dude could you know, like reach your times a hundred if, if that's what it came to. And he goes, Oh, do you guys sound like ween? <laughs> <laughs> so what it was, was a seven foot refrigerator built hippie with dreadlocks and, and, uh, and a foul odor and just a big, big dude. So it's funny you mentioned that because we named him, uh, uh, what do we call him? When we tell the stories, we call him like the, the Portland Sasquatch, because as he walked up to us, he legitimately looked like 
out of out of focus footage of uh, I mean, just massive dude covered in hair, you name it. And uh, yeah, if you were to see him in the woods, you'd probably think that you stumbled across another species until he starts playing his bongos and uh, and uh, listening to Ween. Yeah, and a Ween fan too. Yeah, yeah. How about that? You know, who, who knew that cryptids were into jam bands? <laughs> you know, talking about the uh, uh, Wendigo, there was a case in the early two thousands, and this happened on a bus somewhere in in Canada. I don't I don't remember the exact details, where one of the passengers just suddenly went crazy and killed the guy in the seat in front of him, slit his throat to the point where he actually decapitated this poor guy in just a matter of minutes and then started like drinking his blood and trying to eat him. All of this happening on a crowded bus. Jeez. And yeah, and um uh, I I don't know if I, I don't remember if there was ever any follow up on this guy, but you know afterwards, you know because of its location and what he did, there was a lot of speculation that you know possibly he had been possessed by uh, a Wendigo, and uh, naturally, I mean due to its location, there were probably you know like uh, 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 it was probably a Native American population you know in that area. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I mean that that was the discussion. You know, this this is an example of how these kinds of mythologies get started, and maybe there's some basis in fact to uh, to some of them. Yeah, people think that flying with the crying baby is bad. <laughs> That's a, I I honestly have never heard that story. I'm I'm going to I'll have to Google that one when we're done. That's uh. That's now I'm going to sit in the back of the bus with my back up against the wall every time. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it was a pretty horrifying story. You know, uh, and there was another one, and I and I can't. There's not a lot of details to this one, but you know the uh, uh, the natives in in especially like the the extreme northern areas of Canada and into Alaska, when people would get lost. Oftentimes, they were referred to as being made cold by the universe. And mm. the idea was that these people would kind of um, get into a state where they weren't quite human anymore, and they could, like, run across the treetops. And uh, that's, that's – you know, but they would never become – they would never be human again. They, they were lost to humanity. Was, and like I said, it was called uh, "Becoming Cold by the Universe." Hmm, that's uh, that's disturbing in its own way. <laughs> uh, and that's just, what, you know, yeah. Ahead, and that, that, I was just going to say that the you know the Wendigo or Wendigo or however you pronounce it. I'm I'm from Idaho. I might have a Idaho accent if that's a thing. But uh, that's all. All of those kind of stories. I think are fascinating about that particular one because, you know, whether it's supernatural or not, there is like, like one of you guys just said a few minutes ago, there's, there's something, there's something that fuels it, whatever it may be, whether it's uh supernatural, easy, explainable, something in the water. I mean, we know some places in Michigan have bad water. So, I mean, that's, that's possible too, but, uh, but there's, it's, it's, 
based on something. There's there's more to it than, like I said earlier, there's more to it than just some blurry photos. There's actually people doing crazy things. Well, there's and a universal... Could, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. no, I was just going to say, if I could run along the treetops, man, that would be my preferred method of commu- <laughs> uh, transportation. And I don't have to worry about anyone cutting my head off on a bus either. <laughs> Isn't that what Tarzan did? He'd be able to swing along the treetops <laughs> and be able to see everything that's happening in his jungle. What a way to go and what an impossibility. Oh, there was a character in the movie Phantom where they called them the tree people. Anyway, I don't know why we're doing this, Lee, Gene, and Tim, you're in. The Pentecost. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Stop aging now. Restore those joints. Boost your strength. Because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the market. Dr. Bill Deagle's Red Deer Velvet DR has been approved by the U.S. Patent Office. Imagine stem cell rejuvenation all in one capsule without huge expense. Dr. Bill MD discovered that as an unborn baby grows in the mother's womb, he or she does not deteriorate or physically age. Red Deer Velvet DR, like the uterus, provides 300 biomolecules and six hormones protected in one special DR capsule that delivers lipid packages directly into your circulation. This patented technology bypasses the stomach and is released into the small bowel unaltered by digestive enzymes and stomach acid. Remember, Red Deer Velvet DR. Improve endurance, stimulate your immune system, increase learning ability, and even improve sexual libido with Red Deer Velvet DR. Click NutriMedical.com. That's N-U-T-R-I Medical.com. Or call toll-free 888-212-8871 and get on the road to a newer, rejuvenated, happier you. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. 
Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. My name is Richard Dolan. You're listening to the Paracast. Yes, the tree people, anyway. Hey, that sounds like a movie. Attack of the tree people. Number two with a bullet. Four million searches per year. Bigfoot. There it is, Bigfoot. Lay it on me. Uh, this one surprised me because I honestly thought Bigfoot or Sasquatch, you know, we, we combined all those words together, you know, because it's the, you know, different words for the same thing, unless it was discernibly different, you know, like the skunk ape was discernibly different because people refer to it as a skunk ape, even though you perhaps it is a Bigfoot, but it was different enough to where we made that stand on its own. But I honestly thought Bigfoot was going to take this home by a million. That's why I was surprised it was only number two. But being in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, that's uh, maybe maybe that's my own regional bias coming through. But I just assumed Bigfoot was the was the top dog, or just people aren't searching for him. Maybe they all just know he's real. So there's no need to search for him. Hard to say. Or they just like the names of monster trucks. <laughs> Well, Bigfoot is. I mean, it's like you said. I mean, it's uh, it's it's become almost uh, like a universal monster. I mean, every mm-hmm. state, I think, with the exception of Hawaii, which has its own uh, uh, thing, which is on your list, has Bigfoot sightings. So um, I'm with you. I mean, I really would expect Bigfoot to be at the top of the list. I guess that uh, something else just wanted it more. Yeah, and the thing that I always have to remind myself is, you know, it, it was a it was a fun project to work on in terms of Google searches, but there's also certain things you have to remember with Google searches, which is, you know, why would people be searching for something? And maybe people are so familiar with Bigfoot that they don't have, you know, if you hear the name Wendigo and you don't live in uh, Minnesota, for example, you might go, ah, oh, what is that? And, and Google it. Or you heard a story about... A skunk ape. Okay, well, I've never heard of that. What is that? 
But if you already know what Bigfoot is and you hear a story about it, or or maybe you're very, very lucky and see one, uh, maybe you don't need to Google it because you already know what it is. Or maybe I'm just giving excuses for what I think should have been the number one winner, and I'm just uh, I'm, I'm 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 trying to pad the stats. But that's uh, that that's my thoughts. You know, it's you never know why people are searching. You're just looking at numbers. Well, now, okay, with this search, did you also include like okay, say like, like with Bigfoot? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's other familiar names like Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Was that to- included in that? Yeah, yeah. So what we tried to do, and and a lot of these, uh, it turned out, had different names describing something that was the, either the exact same thing or so similar that I would kind of group them together when I sent the list off. Yeah, Sasquatch and Bigfoot, obviously, in my mind, would be the same thing. And there were three or four other names, you know, regionally that were uh, basically synonymous with it, unless it was, like I said, the skunk ape. That's basically a Bigfoot that smells, but it's so discernibly different than the other Bigfoot stories that I thought, okay, he's if assuming these are, these are all real, he might be a cousin, but he might not be the exact same species. So I gave I gave him his own space. But yeah, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, and I think three or four other words. I kind of put those on the same list because yeah, depending on what people search for, uh, I wanted to make sure everything got counted. That was a long way to answer your very short question. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, okay, just just uh, for my own curiosity. Okay, now you're you're in Idaho. Any mm-hmm. Bigfoot sightings in uh, Idaho? Believe it or not, not many. Washington, uh, obviously. I mean, that's the state that's. Uh, I, I think that we uh, put on that list too. That's where the majority of those sightings come from. Is is Washington? Um, also, some in Oregon, Northern California. Even some up in the in the uh, the northern forests of Arizona, believe it or not. And for anyone who doesn't live in Arizona, it's not just Phoenix. You know, there's there's other ecosystems there as well. Uh, some mountains get really really tall, but most most of the sightings are are Washington, Oregon, Northern California, and to my knowledge, not many of them have worked their way over here to Idaho. Not to say that not to say that there aren't any. I just they're few and far between. All right, so now I'll have to take that a step further. Is Idaho known for uh, any particular uh, uh, cryptid creatures of its own? There's a couple. There, We have a, uh, I, I forget the name, it's Lake Cascade. I forget the name of the monster, though. It's a Loch Ness monster type scenario in, in an old Idaho lake, uh, alpine lake up in the mountains. And... Uh, I can't remember the name. Boy, I'm I am going to hear it from all my Idaho friends. But uh, the name is the name escapes me. But there's uh, it's yeah, we gotta have. Ca- it's not Cassie, is it? No, no. I want to say it's like Charlie or something like that. Okay, um, all right. But uh, don't quote me on that part. But it, and it's not a super known thing. I mean, if if you go to if you go to the lake, there'll be a couple little statues and and a couple of the diners and cafes kind of have some fun memorabilia but it, it's not like the mothman in west virginia where it's, it's it's an entire thing in fact if you ask 10 people in boise about it you might get one that even has even heard the name so there's we're not exactly a hot spot for for cryptids here in idaho unless you count seven foot tall jam band fans who <laughs> looking for a free ticket into a musical show but that was important that doesn't even count <laughs> But only if it's Ween. Yeah, only if it's Ween, yeah. 
Well, you know, you were, uh, and before Gene gets to uh, uh, asking the number one uh, spot, I just wanted to say you, you were talking about uh, Thunderbird. And uh, believe it or not, in the 70s, there was a big flap of Thunderbird sightings in uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Indiana that went on for a couple of years. It uh, it seemed to start uh, in like western Illinois, kind of like around the uh, uh, where it meets up with uh, Missouri and okay. uh, Iowa, and then spread across uh, uh, to the other states uh, uh, with uh, uh, one incident where these people in Illinois and a uh, in a small town, I mean, uh, everybody was outside uh, having like a barbecue party. Kids were outside playing when all of a sudden these two Thunderbirds flew overhead. One of them swooped down and actually grabbed uh, a little boy by its shoulders and lifted him off the ground trying to fly off with him. And everybody said that it looked kind of like a condor, but it was much bigger than a condor. And, you know, a condor is the biggest uh, bird around, but not indigenous to Illinois. uh, But it was like uh, trying to uh, peck the kid's face as it was uh, trying to fly off with him. Wow. uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That's a very famous case. Well, a couple of things you said about that, uh, a couple of things came to my mind. Number one is, okay, now we're now we're getting eat more east than I know of Thunderbird sightings. So it makes you wonder, is there any overlap between the Thunderbird and the Mothman? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, perhaps two different descriptions of the same thing? And uh, But you were talking about pecking at the, at the kiddo's face when um, I, I was younger my grandfolks had a uh, had a house along the Snake River. It feeds into the Columbia, going towards the Pacific Ocean here in in Idaho. And uh, a big bald eagle came and picked up a carp just with its talon, swooped down, picked it up, and the and the, and carp are pretty big, fat fish. You know, they're 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 just they're just big, clumsy, fat fish. And and this big bald eagle, he he'd flap his wings and he'd go a little bit to the left, he'd go a little bit to the right. And we're watching this and we're saying that's too big of a fish for that bird. And it, it finally, you know, with a lot of effort, got over to this sandbar, a little, you know, gravel that was exposed, kind of like an island, I guess, in the in the in the river. And it sat down there and pecked at its eyes for a while until the fish stopped flapping. And then it flew off with him, no problem. So it wasn't the weight; it was the the balance that was throwing the bird off. So it it it, it I think killed the fish. It stopped flapping, and then it was able to carry it. So the fact that this bird was doing that to a kid makes me well, one, it makes me think that's what it was doing. But two, it also gives a little more validity to something like that because that's how birds of prey will carry something that they're unable to. You know, when the balance throws them off, that's what they do. They peck at their face until they die. So, so they can they can carry it to wherever they're going. Before we uh, go there's... to the number one with a bullet, I thought here we'd look at some of your honorable mentions. And we okay. haven't covered all 10, by the way, because we want to talk about other stuff. But there are some interesting names here. Dark Watchers from California. What, pray tell, are they? I'm not sure what they are, but uh, the way they're described is is really tall... Beings? We're going to look at what those things are in our next segment. Maybe 
Gene Lee. Tim, you're in. The Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you love reading about the mysteries of the universe? Do you wonder what secrets are hidden in the shadows of our own planet? If so, you won't want to miss these two amazing books by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. In Mimics, The Others Among Us, you'll explore the world of the mimics of man, beings that can look like us but are not. They've been among us since the beginning of history, hiding in plain sight, influencing our culture in ways we can scarcely imagine. In Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters, you'll discover the so-called hard evidence of UFOs that's been available for study this entire time, but for the most part, has been ignored. These two books will open your eyes to a hidden reality that has been right in front of our eyes all along. That's Mimics, The Others Among Us, and Alien Artifacts, Incredible Evidence of Exotic Material from UFO Encounters by Tim R. Swartz and Sean Castile. Available now on Amazon.com. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. As a result, it naturally has antifungal, anti-infection, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system. And it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So we were looking at the 10 most searched creatures on Google. And we haven't covered Bing or anything yet. So, you know, it could be totally different on Bing. We think about But we were talking here about Dark Watchers, which is, again, it rhymes with Goldfinger. Dark Watchers. Yeah. Or it would be an ad for, for wristwatches that are just painted dark colors. Right now, it may, with the Apple Watch, the new models, <laughs> they may be very dark because they may be banned again. There's a story that came up about that. Oh. That I don't want to, yeah. Okay, okay. Metaphoric watchers. These things are people would see them, especially uh, the, the stories were really common with settlers during the you know, gold rush times going across the landscape in covered wagons is on the horizon. They would just see these really tall, almost stick figure like things. And they just sat perfectly still and just watched people go by, you know, they were never within shouting distance. They were, they were far, far on the horizon. And um, yeah, on your covered, in your covered wagon, you just, just stand there. Sometimes multiples of them would just stand there and, uh, and, and just watch it. 
and they were dark colored. I guess that's why they're called dark watchers. John Steinbeck actually uh, mentioned uh, the yes. uh, dark watchers in his uh, 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 collection of short stories called The Long Valley. Yeah, yeah, he got they got mentioned in Steinbeck, and they've been mentioned in a couple other things as well. And this is one that there have been some, I, I guess, weather scientists or atmospheric scientists or whatever have weighed in to say that in certain conditions in that particular area, when the sun is just right, because that's the other thing, too, is they're only seeing kind of dusk and dawn. And the sun's at the right angle, and you've got enough haze in the atmosphere, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, a bunch of scientific stuff that I that I don't know. But apparently it can create the optical illusion of what these people were describing in mass. Whether that's true or not, hard to say, but, uh, but that's one of the, the few that there's some sort of validity, whether or not the monster's real, but the fact that people honestly, truly did see something. Okay, let us move to one more here. All right, the Takuhi, South Dakota. Yeah. What a name! That's an Indian name. You know, that's a that's a good question. I I don't know. I I would assume it probably would be. It's it's been a while since I wrote the story. I I I don't know if I researched the origins of of all the names or not. But uh, that's that's a really good question. I don't have an answer for you. All right, let no, us I, na- go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Let us, therefore, go all the way to the top because we have so many things to talk about. Number one, this surprised me, okay? Six million searches per year. Skinwalkers, I'm surprised. I'm very I, seldom surprised. I was surprised, too. Not, not that skinwalkers aren't popular. I, I honestly thought, I, well, I already said it earlier. I thought Bigfoot was going to run away with this thing in stride, no pun intended. But yeah, Skinwalkers got the most Google searches by a landslide. And again, going back to the nature of why people are searching for things, does that mean they're the most popular? Or does it just mean that maybe people are becoming more aware of them? And as a result, they're looking for more information. And that's what drives those search numbers up. Uh, but I'm with you. I did not expect that to be the number one at all in fact i i didn't even not sure where i expected it to fall but not number one but when i go on on youtube you know now that now that i've written this story and i've done some research on it you know the algorithms know that that's what i'm looking for so i i I get a bunch of i get i get youtube uh productions i guess of various people in, in the cryptid variety and it's amazing how much interest there is in skinwalkers i mean you can get pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of people doing either documentary or just informational stuff on skinwalkers. So clearly an interest, that's for sure. And if I'm not mistaken, the guys from Ghost Adventures even did something with skinwalkers once. But I I can't remember. I, I don't watch the show that frequently. But it seems like uh, they, they did something with skinwalkers. Well, and it really wasn't that long ago that nobody had ever heard of skidwalkers. I mean, it's really a very recent interest, I would say, within the last 10 years. You know, you go beyond that. I mean, I remember some mentions, but nothing like it is today. A hundred percent agree. And I, you know, you know, numbers are just numbers. You know, numbers are, are they only... 
you know, the numbers, the numbers tell a story. They aren't the story. So kind of like you were just saying is now that they've become sort of pop culture popular and, but yet still new enough to where people don't know what they are. You hear a story, you watch a movie, you, you hear some joke about the skinwalkers, for example, that could be driving people to, to search for the skinwalker simply because they're unfamiliar with it. So who knows, maybe in 10 years, it'll be just as popular as Bigfoot and it will be the number two making way for something new. But by then, AI will be doing all of our searching, so who knows what it'll be. <laughs> you got to well, watch I... out for those AIs. <laughs> yeah, this is how we get Terminators. Starts <laughs> off looking for cryptids on the Internet, and the next thing you know, someone's knocking on your door asking for Sarah Connor. <laughs> well, I mean, in this list, uh, there are the perennial favorites. You know, like I said, Bigfoot, Thunderbird, the Jersey Devil. I mean, these these are creatures that have been part of, um, especially the American folklore, for a couple of centuries at least. And then oh, you no have the new, yeah, yeah. Then you, then you have like you know the newcomers, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Chupacabra. Sure, yeah, and and even Skinwalker, I would say, would probably be a. Not that it's a newcomer in the sense that it's a new thing. It's definitely not. You know, Native Americans have, have had stories of skinwalkers long before uh, the settlers ever showed up. But in terms of American USA-style pop culture, they're a relatively new phenomenon. So it's uh, it's interesting to see. I'm sure there's some psychologist somewhere or sociologist that could that could explain our fascination with with cryptic creatures and what that says about a society you know you know how they do that with horror movies they'll say oh in the in whatever decade it was people were watching zombie movies because they were afraid of dot 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 or vampire movies because they were afraid of dot 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 it was a it was a reflection of society as a whole it'd be interesting to know what uh if there is any correlation between society's thoughts and fears etc and and uh the popularity of some of these mythical creatures I think that um, certain reality programs that have been popular has helped uh, it, it, it increase the uh, uh, popularity of, of, of some of these cryptid creatures. Because, I, I mean, I, I know several years ago, Everything was about you know Bigfoot, all kinds of uh, Bigfoot hunting shows. Mm-hmm. You know, the, those are kind of uh, uh, dying out a little bit. So now I wonder what will be the next one that will you know get people's interest and uh, get them searching to see if there's anything going on in their area. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's an interesting question. There's you know being here in Idaho and. I can't remember the name for the life of me. I'm going to I'm going to be a real heel and just say I can't remember the name, which is terrible. But there's a university here in Idaho, Idaho State University, as a matter of fact, where um, there's a Ph.D. A guy's got a Ph.D. He teaches college level stuff. I mean, he is a smart, smart guy and he is sort of the world's authority on Bigfoot. From, a, from an academic standpoint, I mean, he's modeled his or, or built a career off of investigating bigfoot doing the the 
you know, based on those plaster casts, and and he can say, here's how tall the, the thing must have been. Here's how much it must have weighed. Here's how fast it must have been moving. Let's break and, it and, here. More oh, sure. about the world's greatest authority, Gene Lee. Tim, you're in the Paracast. <laughs> Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's The Coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Hi, this is Sophie Winnick, longtime distributor and user of Longevity products. In the last few years, my family went through a crisis. Everything else in my life, including my business, had to be put on the back burner. Thankfully, life is getting back to normal now. But the one thing I never had to worry about was my business and my monthly commission. I've been a distributor for Longevity for over 17 years, since before it was Longevity. And I've got to say, the most amazing thing about this company is the people. While my family was in crisis, other distributors stepped in and helped my customers simply because that's what longevity people do, even for people they don't know. For me, it has never been about getting rich. It was about a product I could stand behind, a company I could count on, and a monthly commission check that has never not once been late in 17 years. Longevity is truly a business for everyone, even people who have too much to do. I'm Sophie Winnick. I'm just like you. I have a real life, real ups and downs, but I know I will always have longevity. Are you a business owner? Are you confused by the complexity of the tax laws? We can help. I'm Dan Pilla, and I've been helping business owners solve tax problems for over 40 years. My book, The Small Business Tax Guide, shows proven ways to avoid all the common business tax problems. Don't risk your business. Go to danpilla.com to order your copy. That's danpilla.com. Order now and get a free 15-minute call directly with me, a $99 value. Go to danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com. Let me tell you a story about Bill. Bill was a normal guy in his 50s. He had back surgery about two years ago. Bill was in a lot of pain. He dealt with his pain by taking the Percocets his doctor prescribed for him. Bill took more and more and more of them to help with the pain, until one day the prescriptions weren't enough to get rid of Bill's pain. Then one day Bill found someone to help him get rid of the pain with illegal drugs he didn't need a prescription for. Fast forward to today. Bill lost his job and his family. The only thing he does have is his drug dealer. If you know Bill's story and you don't want to end up like Bill, call the Detox and Treatment Helpline right now to get away and get treatment. 800-296-1327. 800-296-1327. 800-296-1327. Call right now. Help is standing by. 800-296-1327. 
Jose works on a farm. Safety is important. His boss calls 811 to determine where it's okay to dig. This protects Jose from hitting an underground line and from serious injury. Because Jose can't tell exactly where or how deep the lines are, he doesn't dig until 811 tells him it's safe. The most important thing is that Jose works safe and goes home to his family. For more information, visit farmsafe811.org. A message from the Pipeline Operators for Ag Safety Campaign. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. There used to be a stand-up comedian who would be introduced as the world's greatest authority. I won't mention the name. Maybe somebody will write in and say who it was. All right. The world's greatest authority on Bigfoot. Does this person, and what's the name, believe in them or what? You know, I'm, I, like I said, I can't remember the guy's name. and It's on the tip of my tongue, and I'm sure as soon as we're done, it's just going to hit me like a, a, like a brick across the face. Well, um, maybe a Bigfoot will come over and give you a slap on the head. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Maybe it'll clean up my house while it's here, too. I bet you're talking about uh, Jeff Meldrum. I believe that's the name, yep, from Idaho State University. Yep, that's the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he was on all those shows. He was the perennial expert of, of all things Bigfoot from a scientific standpoint, even taught classes on Bigfoot, if I'm not mistaken. As for whether or not he believes in them or not, that's, I, I don't know. It's a very good question. But, but going back to your earlier point, yeah, who knows? In 10 years, there may be... Uh, an entire entirely new study on a creature that's not even on this list because we've never even heard of him yet. <laughs> By the way, we had Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum on the Paracast December 18th, 2016. No kidding. That's, that's great. So Us perhaps, Idaho folks got to represent. Absolutely. Maybe we should bring him back. Yeah, it still it still looks like that he's uh, teaching at uh, Idaho State University, at least as far as uh, 2022. Well, he's not going to indoctrinate his students in being liberals. He will indoctrinate them in being Bigfoot searchers or becoming Big Feet. <laughs> there you go. There was uh, you guys. I'm sure I've I've, I've heard this theory multiple times but yeah there is there is that out there that uh that that bigfoot or sasquatch is not a missing link or a different species it is some sort of a side chain perfectly normal homo sapien group of people that just sort of lived out in the woods and evolved differently but they still have the the homo sapien gene so they're not they're not an ape. They're not a missing link. They are every bit as human beings as you and I, just with different features. Maybe you could be indoctrinated <laughs> to be a Bigfoot. You just have to try hard <laughs> enough. Yeah, it would it would take a, a bit of doing for anybody on my side of the family <laughs> to get like that, because I'm like, uh, you know, five foot eight in shoes. So it would it it would take quite a bit to get me up. Uh, or any of my family up to seven, ten feet tall. Yeah, it'd it take it'd take a lot of generations on my family side too. 
<laughs> now, as for the Harry covering, well, I'm already <laughs> heading in that direction. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the older I get, the hairier I get. <laughs> well, the older I get, the less hairy I get on the top, though. So it, there's yeah, got to well, be some sort of a compensation for the... If, if, if someone takes a picture of a balding Sasquatch, then maybe I'll go Cousin Larry? <laughs> Well, maybe it's the point of here is that all the hair goes down. <laughs> like a migration. Yeah, That's right. It's, it's not basically being bald, just migrating the, the emphasis of where the hair lies. <laughs> <laughs> like the conservation of mass and energy, it's the conservation of hair follicles. You have the same amount, they're just in different places. <laughs> hair follicles can neither be created nor destroyed. <laughs> there was an article, I think, in Popular Mechanics where they think they've reached a point where they're starting to be able to test solutions, curatives for male pattern baldness. Well, sign me up. I'll take one. Yeah, of course. Now they come up with it after, you know, it's I'm past my prime. (laughs) Doesn't Doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. And I, uh, as, as interesting as that is, I, I don't mean to sound jaded. Don't get me wrong. I mean, everything's important. And uh, medically, you never know what you stumble across. But sometimes I think, well, if we're that close to figuring out baldness, maybe we could work on some of those cancers. Maybe we could uh, take a a stab at some of those. Hey, come on. Priorities, you know. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I was thinking here the ultimate solution because we were talking about Stargates. And remember, in the Stargate, we're beaming up, beaming down in Star Trek. They disassemble you and they reassemble you on the other side. A thing that's being missed about all this, which is, okay, if you could reassemble somebody perfectly, couldn't you make improvements? You have a little screen saying, oh, wait a minute, let's fix the heart problem. (laughs) He wants more hair. Okay, we'll make it red instead of... Instead of black, okay, you don't have to dye your hair. We'll just do that naturally. Things like that. They can make the improvements in your physical form. You weigh 300 pounds, you want to weigh 200 and have a muscular build. Hmm, let's punch a few buttons there. It doesn't make sense why they can't make improvements with all these things that reassemble your atoms. That's a good point. Sign me up for that one, too. I'm signing up for lots of things this afternoon. We'll send you an invoice later. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. That's one of the things we do here. We specialize on the PowerCast in sending invoices. Unfortunately, very few people pay them, but what the heck. I'm going to move temporarily off that subject of supposedly real or legends of real creatures. It says here that you like making horror films. Yes, that's uh, that. That is my that is my fun thing to do. I I I truly enjoy. I enjoy doing that. That's my hobby. That's my. Uh, if I could make a living doing it, I would. Uh, I think that's kind of what. I wouldn't say that that's what lured me into making. Uh, you know, reading up on on uh, mythical creatures. But I think that same part of my brain's always kind of thinking about that kind of stuff. So uh, yeah, horror movies to me are just the ultimate getaway i could i could sit down and watch the worst horror movies you've ever heard of and have a great time doing it 
I'd have a better not, time watching the best horror movies, don't get me wrong, but uh, horror movies are just great. Amongst the bad ones, what are your favorites? Oh, the bad horror movies. Um, well, there's like subjectively bad, then there's objectively bad. You know, I've seen when you when you when you're in the independent filmmaking circles, um, like like I tend to be. There's a lot of subjectively bad that's just no one will disagree that you're watching something and it's just poorly made. Um, but in terms of Hollywood movies or, or big budgeted movies that are subjectively not well received, let's see, what would one of my favorites be? Um, Sound of his brain searching. Well, here I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. I, I'll I'll change the subject just a little bit and and uh, and give you a taste of it. Uh, Terminator 2, which is widely considered to be the best Terminator movie ever made, I say it is a far distant second to the first Terminator. Very popular un- opinion. Uh, very unpopular opinion. We're going to look at that before oh, sure. we terminate you, and we'll join Lee, Gene, and Tim. You're in the Pericast. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. News update. This Sunday, we begin in the Middle East, where it's the 100-day mark of the Hamas terrorist attack in Israel. Families demanding the return of the more than 100 hostages still being held that were kidnapped on October 7th. There appears to be no end in sight to the fighting. Anti-Israel protests in Washington, D.C., calling for a permanent ceasefire to end the war in Gaza. To politics now, despite freezing cold temperatures, candidates campaigning in Iowa this Sunday, a historic cold forecast for Monday night during the caucuses. So how are the candidates responding to the weather? First, you'll hear from former President Donald Trump, then Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. It's going to be a little bit of a trek. Nobody knows how exactly we're going to get there, but we're going to figure it out. We are going to continue to try and touch as many people as we can. I'm confident our people are going to come out strong. And I'm Laura Winters, USA News. 
I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who help people that have been injured or wronged. If you've been involved in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or injured at work, you have rights and you may be entitled to money for your suffering. Don't accept an offer you get from an insurance company until you talk to a lawyer. And we represent some of the best personal injury lawyers you can find. Tough lawyers that will fight to win your case. And they're so good they stake their reputation on it by only getting paid if you win. So if you've been in a serious car, truck, or motorcycle accident or hurt on the job, find out today for free what kind of compensation you may be entitled to. Call the legal helpline right now. 800-509-4492 That's 800-509-4492 People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. I should have said before we broke, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, that first Terminator movie to me was just by far and away the, the, the best one. Unpopular opinion. Everyone loves the second one, but I love the horror aspect of the first. You know what? I do have an example, and we actually even talked about it. Mothman prophecies. Not exactly. Uh, critics weren't lining up to sing its praises when it came out, nor are they now. But uh, I love that movie, and if it was on TV right now, I would stop everything and watch it. Like I, that's how much I love that movie. I don't think it is, but I could look it up. <laughs> I don't think anyone even wants to run it. They probably lose all their commercial advertising. That's how unpopular it was. But I, but I love it. That's my point. Is I, I just think that movie's great. It's creepy it's a- though. They did a really good job with that, just that uneasy things in your closet type of of feeling. 100% agree. In fact, I think that's the scariness. It's that uneasy feeling. It's the suspense. You know, the, the lead up to the scare is oftentimes what keeps you on the edge of your seat. And that's what you think about. The scare itself is the punchline to the joke. It's that perpetual setup and Yeah, the Mothman prophecies, they did a great job of just building this. There's one scene in particular that uh, that just gets me every time, and that's when Richard Gere is on his phone, and he's he's looking at himself in the mirror. And I would be willing willing to bet, you know, Richard Gere being a a good actor, that he rehearsed all of his movements and then just did it twice 
as close as possible, but slight differences just because human beings can't do the same thing twice. And they did one for the reflection and one for him because it just feels off just enough. Now, now I know how they would have done that, but as a kid, holy cow, I remember looking at that going, something's going to happen, something's going to happen. I was afraid to look in mirrors for weeks. <laughs> By the way, if you're interested in seeing Mothman Prophecies free, there's a Stars cable channel. If you take their seven-day free trial, which is possibly not available to everyone, you could see the movie and cancel just to let you know. <laughs> and I feel like I should say, I know I'm saying that it's a terrible movie. I'm not saying that. It's just critically not well received. I will stand on any mountain. So just in case uh, the producers of, uh, of Mothman Prophecies are going, oh, this Lee Vanderbilt, man, he's terrible. No, I'm on your side. You did great. It's everyone else that's wrong, not me. Of the junk movies, what else did you like? I'm not saying Mothman Prophecies is junk. I was no, I disappointed it. with it, highly disappointed, because I knew the reality in terms of books on the subject. Of so-called movies that are regarded as junk, what do you like? Um, junk movies that I like. Well, uh, I tend to like the horror movies that are like that, that they have the suspense and they really make you think about... It's not about the scare. It's about the idea that that this is a situation that could happen, or uh, it's it's a. It, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head, and I know that's terrible because I've watched so many movies that people roll their eyes when I say, "Oh my gosh, have you seen this one? It's great," and they say that's terrible, and, I, and none of them are coming to mind. <laughs> uh, must be because there's so many to choose from. But I will just sum it up by saying that there is not a horror movie that I have ever watched that I was not able to find some redeeming quality to, no matter how, quote-unquote, terrible it may have been. Speaking of movies that I don't know if they regarded very well, this is from the original batch of Universal movies, starting in the 1930s with Dracula, 1931. There was a movie around 1935, very, 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 very loosely based on something from Edgar Allan Poe called The Black Cat. And The Black Cat had Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff. But Karloff was so famous at the time, they just identified him as Karloff. And Lugosi plays this character who is afraid of cats. All right, nobody cares, nobody uh, remembers it. No, I don't oh, remember. I, I remember. I remember that one, yeah. I've never heard of that one, but talk about two heavyweight sluggers of the horror genre of their time. To get both those two guys in a movie together, that's that's great. Well, they did several together. The difference is Karloff always had a great career, not just as a horror film actor, but covering all sorts of genres. He even did a Broadway play, of course. Peter Pan, he played Captain Hook. And you mm -hmm. could sing, all that. Lugosi really didn't, for whatever reason, get beyond the fame of Dracula. I mean, he played the role in the original movie, in the stage play, later repeated the role in a movie called Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. He plays Dracula there. Very credible. Maybe it was because he was addicted to painkillers because of a back problem. But his career never went as far as Karloff, unfortunately. I, I know he was featured. Was was it? Wasn't there a movie about? Uh, was it Ed Wood? I think with uh, Johnny Depp. 
Right, yes. and Martin Landau played Bella Lugosi and won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. That was a great movie and a great, it opened my, I didn't know the backstory of Bella Lugosi at all until I saw that movie, just the name, and it was, it was pretty eye-opening. The only thing that bothered me is Landau's Hungarian accent was more Jewish than Hungarian. <laughs> he, he did not nail that accent. I mean, I've seen enough Bela Lugosi films. He didn't nail it at all. But I thought he did a great job of it. And Johnny Depp is Ed Wood. And he was the greatest purveyor of junk films. You know, he'd shoot the picture, no retakes or anything. He just <laughs> did what he had to do. When Lugosi died on the set of one of his films... He's already done part of the film. What's he going to do? He had his chiropractor, who I guess was physically around the same size and weight as Lugosi, wear the cape and the robe and everything and continue in the movie, but you'd only see his back and you wouldn't hear from him. So for all practical purposes, Lugosi was in the film even after he died. But this is also true in a couple of the Star Wars movies where mm -hmm. Carrie Fisher died and they took images of her from other films, used a bit of AI, and inserted her into a couple of more films. That got yeah. grisly, though. That's grisly. Well, they're even doing that with music now. The Beatles, the Beatles have a new song out. Who would have thought? In, yeah, uh, but it's not done with AI. It's well, now and then. And what they did is they had this old cassette of John Lennon from the 70s. It had the 60-cycle hum that would afflict some recordings, hiss, background noise, the piano, and they tried to integrate it into a recording in the 1990s with Jeff Lynne producing and Ringo, Paul, and George there. And they recorded segments. Then with the technology of AI, they could separate cleanly the voice from all the background material. And Peter Jackson, of course, the guy who did Lord of the Rings, did the Beatles get back. He was able to work with Paul to take this cassette, separate Lennon's voice. It's the real voice. It's not recreated. It's his real voice from a 1970s cassette, and they filled in the rest. That's true. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it that on a technicality. It just feels weird, though, to hear. Here's a new, you listen to the radio, new music from the Beatles. Like, wait, did I... What year is this? And it contains material from the 1990s, some rhythm guitar parts from George Harrison. Then Paul plays in this slide guitar style that Harrison perfected through the song. And then he and Ringo do the harmonies and everything. You don't think Ringo could do harmonies? I guess here he had to do harmonies. I like the song now and then. It's a very simple song. It's not a finished song on a practical basis, but shows what they could do with the technology, just like the Beatles Get Back, where they literally were able to separate their voices from the background. And you hear where John and Paul are talking about George Harrison when he temporarily left the band in a dispute. We've got more to come, one more segment, and then he'll join us on the premium show. We have Lee... Vanderbau and Gene Steinberg, Tim Swartz, you're in the Paracast. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
Hey, listeners, I want you to have the entire Paracast experience. So I'd like to tell you about After the Paracast. After the Paracast is an exclusive feature for subscribers to the Paracast Plus. With After the Paracast, you never know what's going to happen next. After the Paracast features color commentary, special interviews, and further conversations with Paracast guests. With Paracast Plus, you can download a very special enhanced version of the Paracast also. We do offer exclusive music, videos, and more features are coming. To get more info about subscribing, please visit theparacast.plus. Once again, theparacast.plus. Prices are just $1.50 a week, less than a cup of coffee at your local convenience store. Check out theparacast.plus to learn more about Paracast Plus. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. Get healthy, not high, with 100% pure CBD, powerful natural pain relief from Veterans Vitality. GCN listeners, have you ever thought about how CBD may help you? I'm sure you have heard about the many benefits of CBD. Well, here's your opportunity to try before you buy. Created by veterans and for everyone who deserves better choices, our CBD is derived from organic hemp, grown in the USA, and third-party tested. Veterans Vitality CBD saves you as much as 25 to 50% over our competition, and a portion of all sales is contributed to veteran nonprofits and events. Many of our customers have experienced improved quality of life, help with anxiety, PTSD, and overall well-being. Our products do not contain THC. They are safe, non-addictive, effective, and 100% legal. GCN listeners, get your free trial bottle of premium CBD by simply paying shipping and handling at GCNFreeCBD.com. That's GCNFreeCBD.com. Again, GCNFreeCBD.com. Offered by Veterans Vitality Premium CBD. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. 
Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Hi, this is Tracy Torme, screenwriter, producer. You're listening to Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. But well enough of the pop culture. We have Lee, and here's someone who is regarded as a paranormal agnostic. I understand they don't grow on trees. They just swing from them. No, I'm kidding. We we run across the tops of them. Is that what it is? I I think that's what we were saying about an hour ago, right? You you can run across the tops of the trees. I said you're one of the tree people from the movie Phantom. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. That's it. Do you remember that movie? Um, Billy you know, Zane plays the fan. Billy Zane. Okay. Yes. 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 I do. I do remember that. That was the nineties. In the nineties, Treat Williams yeah. plays the villain. It was one of the first appearances of Catherine Zeta-Jones in a movie. Yes. Yep. Yep. I remember it now. He had the, like the the mask, like a like a like a Zorro, not a Zorro style mask, but just a mask <laughs> that covers his eyes. Right. The ghost who walks, and that is based on a nineteen thirties comic book, by the way. Oh, I did not know that. That's why it's kind of a period piece, if you look at it. I liked it. I thought it was really well done. It's unfortunate that they never did a sequel. And James Remar, who is one tremendous, terrific character actor, he plays an almost Indiana Jones kind of character here. If you remember with the hat and everything. I don't remember much of it. I know I've seen it, but I don't remember enough to... I, I don't remember that particular character. I mean... I'm trying to look it up now when it was filmed. Okay. Okay. So we have to go back to the the one back in the 90s or something like that. All right. What the heck? I don't know why we're even doing this. It's 1996, (laughs) by the way. Okay. 1996. And it didn't do so well. It had a budget of $45 million and only made 23 and a half. And that doesn't make it in Hollywood. In Hollywood, you've got to literally make twice the production costs then add some extra money because of the ripoff factor in hollywood marketing and and uh and the cinemas take their cut so yeah you've you've got to make it back and then some just to break even i think folks you're gonna like it it's a lot of fun in the movie except as we say it didn't do very well at the box office and there you go anyway let's get back to the paranormal here any other kind of strange things that you explore in the course of your work uh, you know, I'm 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 drawn to supernatural, uh, you know, ghost type stories. I I think those, to me, those those sort of uh, ring my bell a little more than than the cryptid stuff. But that doesn't mean that uh, the cryptid cryptid stuff isn't fascinating. With the stuff I sort of research on my own, look up, read about, um, yeah, tends tends to be more ghost story uh, focused. But I'm also a sucker for science fiction. I mean, if you really want to go down a rabbit hole, we can talk about simulation theory for about eight days. Um, I, so the science fiction stuff to me, you know, UFOs, I guess that's pretty much the big, the big part of science fiction for horror is, is aliens and such. Uh, I, I find that fascinating, too, just in a different way than I do ghosts, in a different way than I do cryptids. And I don't think now, I'm answering your question at all. I kind of took a sidetrack there. Sorry about that. You regard UFOs as science fiction then? Um, I wouldn't say science fiction. I, I would say in terms of storytelling-wise, it would fall. If you were to watch a movie about UFOs, 
and you went into Blockbuster, and I realize I just dated myself there, you would find it under the science fiction section versus a ghost story you would probably find in horror. or that That's how I was categorizing it. I'm not saying that UFOs are necessarily fiction as in not real. I'm just I'm just saying movie-wise, that's, that's where it would land. Looking at the reality as a paranormal mm-hmm. student, do you think there are UFOs, that something weird's going on? It doesn't mean the ET's coming here tomorrow. It's just sure. you think yeah, something I, we need to understand. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I actually had something happen to me once. Uh, speaking of being out on the road with an old college band, as I was, I was driving home from the eastern part of Idaho, and this was probably 4 o'clock in the morning. So we played the show. We're driving back to the Boise area. And there's two cars. I have, an, I have a pickup with all the gear in it and then one other person in my car. And then the rest of the guys are in another car. And we're not that far away from each other. You know, we're caravanning. And we come along the side of the mountain. And I, it seems like, oh, is that a, what is that, a helicopter with a spotlight? And all of a sudden, the whole hillside lights up like the sun. You know, not, not a spotlight, but it was just searing bright. Anyway, the the guys in the other car didn't see anything. And as bright as it was, they totally would have seen it. And the catch of it is my alternator burned out. It was an old pickup truck. So, I mean, there's always a possibility that it was going to go anyway. But, uh, yeah, my battery stopped charging. Limped back to Boise, you know, uh, basically running off the battery at night with headlights on. was pretty sketchy. Uh, made Made it there, but then couldn't get it started after we unloaded all of our gear and, uh, had to get a jump start and stuff. But yeah, whatever that was, whatever that big bright light was, it was so bright that it was almost hot. I know that's weird to describe. It wasn't hot like an oven, but it was so bright that you could almost, it was almost hurting your skin. And it actually well, burned up a part of my car, which I thought was kind of, that was weird. Well, certainly not a conventional cause, but there have been a number of sightings over the years where they have what's called electromagnetic effects, where a car is in the proximity of a UFO and stops running. Yeah, I yeah. mean, most modern cars are all computers, so if you short them out, I could definitely see that. You know, this was an old carbureted car, so there's nothing running off the computer, but the electric part did short out. Most of the reports of electromagnetic effects impact older cars, okay? I wonder, you know, yeah, I wonder what that is. Has, has, has anyone done any homework or research or put any theories out as to, as to how that happens? Other than some side effect of the propulsion system used by the UFOs, I don't know. But in this situation, and they've depicted it, by the way, in Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but that was based on actual genuine reports of the so-called EME, or electromagnetic effects, where the UFO comes close, hovers over a car nearby, and the car stops running. Now, where the question mark is, is whether... The car spontaneously starts after the object leaves or has to be restarted. And the jury's out on that. Isn't that right, Tim? Yes, that's correct. It's almost like the car is frozen in place. And then after the object leaves, the car doesn't just start. It's just like, boom, it's going again. Oh, what a story. What a story. Hey there, Lee Vanderboe. It's been fun, and we're going to have you back for the After the Paracast podcast for our subscribers. But in the meantime, for people who want to know about all the stuff you've been doing, tell them where to find you. Well, like most uh, mythological creatures, I'm actually hard to find online. I've got a Facebook account I haven't logged into for about five years, but I am do my best to change that. 
that's pretty much the only place I'm at. I'm not on all of the, I'm not on the socials. I really don't have a website of my own. I, I guess me and Bigfoot have that in common. But uh, if you, you can find me on Facebook. I'll try to get on there. I, I need to address some of those 10,000 unread messages that are that were flashing at me last time I logged in in 2019. So if, uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'll, uh, I'll definitely check that out. And if you're interested in seeing some of the stuff I've made, you can you can see that on Vimeo. Just look look up my name, Lee Vanderbo, and you can find uh, some of the horror shorts I've made. And uh, I try to respond to comments on there as well. We will look for you. You will look for him and you will find him. Seek and ye shall find. Especially Vimeo. There's a great variety of different videos there. You can find us on Threads on X. I can't say X without saying formerly Twitter. Before I'm banned by Elon Musk. And that will give me some kind of status. And on Facebook, as the Paracast. Look for the Paracast on Facebook, X, and Threads. You can also check out our branded merchandise which we feature at the Paracast.shop or the Paracast.store. Same place. We have four different logos to choose from and picking out T-shirts and all the other wear. We offer almost any size you can imagine. If you're small or really large, you know, with a deep voice there, we probably have a size that fits you, the Paracast.shop and the Paracast.store. And then we offer our streaming service, the Paracast Plus, at the Paracast.plus for simple sign-up. We offer this show free of the network ads, better quality audio, and the exclusive bonus after the Paracast podcast, where Lee will be back for more discussions. It's also uncensored, by the way, because it doesn't go on commercial radio. To subscribe at the lowest rates ever, check out the Paracast.plus, the Paracast.plus. Lee Vanderbo, thank you so much for joining us on the Paracast. Thanks for having me. The Paracast, featuring Gene Steinberg, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Paracast.